This week on Two Bears, One Cave, most dudes that look like that are not that funny. And know? most dudes that look like that are women. <laughs> How is it in Nashville, by the way? You couldn't yeah. cheat on your wife there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> if we were lifeguards, dude, people would die. That one's got to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to yeah. let them go. 100%. Great, great news. Um, he was on the waiting list for a long time, but Bert was approved for a liver draining treatment in Belgium. So he is there right now. And because of that, we are fortunate enough to have a great fill-in guest bear. Give it up for the one and only Theo Vaughn, everybody. Rawr. Um, thanks Happy for coming, man. Dude, thank you for having me here, man. And thank you. I want to thank you, too, for just over the years. Like, if I've ever called or had a su- needed suggestion about something, you've always... Uh, Offer me suggestion or get it's some my guidance. pleasure. So I, I appreciate uh, that. Anytime. I love when you when you call and um, it's fun to have those conversations with with other comics. You know, it's like it's uh, it's fun that we get, we all like kind of share we share what we know and what we've experienced with one another. And I think it's um, it benefits all of us to like take care of each other. You know, like we have, we're in a business where there's no like union, but in a way we kind of unionize in our own way. Like yeah. we, we talk to each other. You know. Yeah, it's true. That's a good point. Um, yeah. But appreciate it, man. Yeah, I'm sorry it happened. This happened to Bert. Yeah, yeah. I hope. Yeah, it's um. You never know what's gonna. It's just God. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, it's like his 14th or 15th surgery in a year. Oh yeah. But, but um. Yeah. Oh my whoop alert! My whoop bracelet will get things from him. So now it'll just be like, oh, Bert's not doing good. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the and the whoop will tell you that. Yeah, I They're think just because it knows because my phone is we, since we have each other's numbers, it'd be like, oh yeah, check in on him, check in on Bert. check pulse. I think he is the only whoop customer that they're like other people need to know about his stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> this, dude, this, this, the only one they're like this guy is uh, is it's a problem. Oh, in uh, the middle of the night, I got a sodium high score the other night. <laughs> I was like, how? What is that? <laughs> Um, I'm digging these, the, the, we're talking about glasses. Those are, those work, dude. Oh, are thanks, you, man. Do you, are those uh, uh, regularly? Like you bust those out or special occasions? Or? Yeah, I'll wear these. These are actually kind of disguise glasses. I'll wear them like if I'm in the airport or somewhere, <laughs> uh, to kind of be a little more incognito, I guess, you uh-huh. know? <laughs> I mean, I... <laughs> I don't think they have that effect. I you think, don't think no, so? No, I just think they're they look they look good. They're good glasses. Let you me know? think. I don't think I look over. I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? I think. I, oh yeah, maybe I think, so. I think I'd be like, that's Theo Vaughn. Yeah, maybe I get. <laughs> yeah, maybe I got to get it, get him tinted or something. But yeah. um, yeah, because just to be clear, you did say I have some sunglasses. Yeah, and uh, those are not. <laughs> oh, you wear these? I'll wear them in the sun, dude. It yeah. sucks. Oh, those suck. Oh yeah, those suck. Oh, sunglasses. <laughs> I would say yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put them on a baby. Have you? Have you explored why you think they suck as sunglasses? No, I haven't really gotten into it. But I just, it's not. I think a lot of it is more me pretending that they work. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. But uh, but yours looks sharp, man. I feel I mean, like. Thank you. I I really, you know, I don't know about you. I feel in a way a bit like a sunglasses hoe, meaning like. You know, I lose a good bit of them, mm-hmm. right? Like, and and but you find ones that you just I have a big wide head. Like, you have to get the right framing. But a pair of of sunglasses that work for you, it changes your whole vibe and your whole day. You yeah. know, like even if you you said like you could see them on somebody 
and it doesn't matter who they are it can it can really change your perception of them oh yeah i think anybody if somebody wrote yeah like it could be a damn inmate it could be a damn <laughs> pedophile whatever if somebody shows up with fucking you know those look territorial it means like okay yeah, yeah. i know what's going on around in here yeah i've been in a convertible recently yeah i am experienced <laughs> in this area yeah i'm gonna molest everybody yeah you yeah, know, all you softcore boys better get out of this neighborhood. It is a thing where, like, I I've told this story before, but one time I had I hired a a realtor to find me a place. This was back in Cali, and I noticed that this dude, um, because you can't not notice it, was bringing a pretty big briefcase mm. to every time we met up, and like you just don't see dudes rock briefcase, you know, briefcases yeah. a lot. Yeah, and he's like putting it on the table, talking about stuff, bringing it to these showings. And then one time I go to his office and you know, I see the briefcase and I was like, you know, you don't really see dudes with briefcases a lot, you know, like you, yeah. and I don't see him open it much. I'm like, that's oh, pretty unique. And he goes, you want to see what's in here? And I'm like, yeah, all right. So he goes, and he opens it and it is like, it's, it's got like the soft felt interior. It's custom made mm-hmm. and it's just uh, 12 pairs of sunglasses. And I was like, is this what you're bringing to all of your meetings? And he was like, yeah. And I go, what's going on? Like, what's this all about? And he goes, oh, you want to see? And he, he, uh, he goes, it just depends on what kind of meeting. And this is when you're like, this guy is insane. Uh-huh. He, goes, uh, he goes, depends on what what I'm feeling like that day, what kind of meeting. Mm. And then he busts out a pair and he goes like these right here. And he puts them on. He goes, you want to fuck with me? You're going to, you're not going to fuck with me if I got these fucking things on. And I was like, yeah, no, absolutely. I I knew that I was with a completely crazy person. And I was like, right, right. He goes, that's why I got these, man. He goes, these are the don't fuck with me. So if I'm going to a meeting, I don't want people to fuck around. I put these on. And then he's like, and he picks them off and he gives another. He's like, these are like for like, you know, uh, I'm interested. Yeah. I'm interested in uh, your property. I don't want to threaten you. I'm like, okay. And that's that was his whole briefcase scenario. It wasn't papers. It wasn't pens. It had nothing. It was just sunglasses. And in a way, I really, I go, I kind of get what he's going for. Yeah. But that was that dude's like, that was his mojo. Like yeah. that's what carried him. Like some people, you know, they got to have their their jacket or whatever that makes them feel like mm-hmm. this guy. It was all sunglasses. It was wow. all sunglasses. Yeah. Some people, I guess, yeah, do have like a Fonzarelli had that jacket. Yeah. Um, who else is somebody that wore like a specific kind of accoutrement or whatever? What about in comedy? Isn't there some people that have like a, you never see them without something. I feel like there is. Well, those right? acts are gone. Dude, how many acts were there that used to have something? Have a fiddle, have a buddy, have yeah, a little yeah. black guy sitting on their knee or whatever. <laughs> they used to have all of it. And now uh, it's like you're lucky to find a guy who's... Hey, Reggie! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. About to start our bit. Yeah, you're right. Remember those Italian dudes that had like... You saw those guys, right? It was like two Italian dudes. And that was like their act. It was like a real... Yeah. One of them owned the act. So mm-hmm. and so he never switched out and and then but he would switch out the second guy for like every few yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. Um, like Joe and Ricky or Joe yeah. and Ronnie or something or yes, Joe and Ronnie yeah. the second or whatever. That's right. That's right. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they had a room over there off of uh off of um 
uh, in like Van Nuys or yes, anything. yes, and like when your early days when you're oh, trying to yeah. get, you're like, hey, and they're like, all right, and he had like the hair greased back. I mean, it was a real like persona type of. Act. Oh yeah, they were greased up. One of them was real, had his hair greased up. One of the other guy was bald. I think he just greased like put a bunch of grease on his head. <laughs> just put grease all over his bald head. <laughs> I was like, Damn, and dude. Like, yeah, dude, you're sweaty, man. It's a good look. Uh, do you have a thing where? Because I have a thing where. If I'm doing stand-up, mm-hmm. I don't want to be, like, too... I can't be, like, too dressed a certain way that's, like, too... Feels too cool mm-hmm. or, like, too... You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you get, like, a jacket, and you're like, it's a cool jacket. You mm-hmm. like it. But then you go, like, oh, I don't want to do stand-up in this jacket. No. I can't... I, and they're like, why would... I go, because it just feels, like, too much. It feels, like... You don't want to feel like you're an action star yeah doing stand-up right so yeah that would be uh, i would yeah i feel like if you're too cool i don't know how you can do comedy if you're too cool yeah it's too it that's the thing is that you i always tell people like you don't get to be both yeah you could be cool and like you could be kind of funny if you're cool but if you're like trying to be like comedian level like pro level then you're not like the coolest you can't be well but then okay i agree i agree with you that that would always be like because i think most comics never really felt cool so if you went into something but then so over time you have guys like dice who did it really yeah but it was like hyper cool like it was right it was it became like it wasn't uh this is a Oh, that guy's a pretty cool guy. It was like a put on yeah. persona of yeah. I mean, you know, hey, like I'm a, in your yeah, pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so it was cool caricature. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, it's interesting. You got that guy. You have Matt Reif, who's like the most handsomer comedian yeah. that they've yeah. ever even made. And some people say he's an NPC or something, or he's, he's a what <laughs> doing something for Biden or whatever. <laughs> What? Really? Jesus Christ, is that what Matt looks like? I see this is like the second time I've seen him. I'm like, yeah, and look, I don't even fuck? want to see that much. I've never seen, honestly, I've never seen that much of any man. I yeah, think. I mean, here's the thing. it's uh, But it's, you don't have handsome, uh, I mean, look at this, dude. He's resting. He's just <laughs> getting he's a resting. little rest in on his yeah. muscle. No, you know what? This is a good, it's a good one to bring up because this is actually against everything that you're told Agreed. is possible. Um, where somebody's like, he's a handsome, like good looking kid. I mean, he looks like a model, you know, he's a model, yeah, model body. And then he is a funny guy though. I mean, I, I yeah. give him, he's, he's a funny dude. I've seen him, uh, I've seen the clips that are, they're all the viral are funny, man. And he really knows like he's fun working a room really good and at he's, it. And yeah, I mean, he's just good at that. So yeah, you can't say that it's impossible, but also it's unique though. It's very unique. It's, 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 um, it's singular. It's like it. It works with him doing what he's doing. In other words, like if you go, I'm going to pose like this and like, I don't know, man, like you, you could try, but it's probably working for him because it's a unique thing where he's authentically being himself. I think he is that guy, this guy. Yeah. He's both a good looking kid and he's quick and witty and funny and it's just, it all works. Yeah. But most of the time, if like most, most dudes that look like that are not that funny. Yeah, and know? most of you that look like that are women. 
Right. I mean, no joke. I love, yeah. I look, I love Matt. I commend. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome to see anybody doing well. Matt Rife, gay boyfriend. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying yeah. some of the yeah. topics that are out there. Okay. Yeah. But nobody has, I mean, Matt, it looks better than a lot of the women that I've dated. I think, <laughs> honestly. He's beautiful. The guy yeah. is damn beautiful, yeah, dude. Yeah, he, he is beautiful. I, I mean, I a, a thousand percent agree that he is. And blacks like him. Yeah. All blacks. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. Well, he has like, he has kind of like swag down and he, you know, he talks. The ladies like him. Shamar Moore got on stage with him the other day. Yeah. I think I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. That was insane. Yeah. He, um, and, and, and I saw that. Yeah. Because he goes, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty too. Like yeah. he was like standing <laughs> yeah, up for yeah, pretty kinda, men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the wildest shit where he's like, we're people too. Yeah, all yeah, right. Yeah, and we deserve. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, we need a few more mirrors in the yeah. economy. <laughs> but it we was, are people too. It was son. insane. Yeah. But yeah, it is it is its own it's such a unique like um thing going on there. But I mean, look, it works for that kid. I don't think most of the time like you know, you see like somebody can be like pretty cool and funny like movie stars. Sometimes like you go this the guy's got like a great personality like mm-hmm. can, can deliver a line but it's mm-hmm. not the same as like getting on stage with a mic and uh like you, you know what you see like i always bring up if you see like like rogan is jacked right yeah but that's he, almost an anomaly but he he does his best to mask that uh on stage mm-hmm. on stage he wears oversized shit all the time he oversized. does wear that big because what happens is if he, if he were wearing like fitted like a fitted shirt then you'd be like, look at this guy's fucking jacked body. Right, you're watching and then his you, muscles. You just, you just, you'd be watching. Yeah, you, and you want people to like not be distracted by yeah, that. Yeah, that's it's, true. It's like big, crazy, like tits. Body. And if a woman's wearing like really fitted out, you're like, okay, and that's what you're going to look at. You know, you see like most women like will wear, if they're really doing stand up and taking it serious, like most of them won't. Accentuate it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's kind of a thing you have to do unless you're Matt Rife. Yeah. Then you're a beautiful woman and you can show it and be funny. Yeah. I mean, in any orbit, he's going to do well now. It's like that's what the new thing is. Yeah. You know, he could do a gender reveal on himself once a year and people would fucking lose their minds. And uh, I, and I only say that out of admiration. Like, first of all, who wouldn't want to be handsome? Like, God, yeah, can you like imagine that? if you, yeah. when you were young, if you were handsome? He what, must have. I, I mean, mean, he's really handsome. Did he you know? model? Because I mean, he looks like. A, did he not model at some point? I can't. I, I'm sure they're coming at him now. Yeah. Oh, now the offers have to be for S. Day Lauder. Yeah. But also, I wonder if this is something that we're seeing, uh, Tom, where it's like you're starting to see a merge of a lot of things in the world, right? Yeah. I and mean, you're seeing guys like who ran, uh, who who were the, um, who, who had their own game show, reality show, and now they're president of the United States. You it's, know, It's insane. Yeah. You're seeing a lot. You're seeing boxers fight uh, retired uh, semi-injured urban man, you know, for big purses. <laughs> yes, you're who were pro athletes. Like you're just seeing a lot of merging. So I wonder if this is just kind of part of that where things are merging. You know, I think you're totally right. I think what this is a result of is the evolution of when it used to be you had to be granted the right to do something. So if it, whether it was boxing 
or stand up or a movie, the powers that controlled that would go, you're allowed to do this now. And then you go, oh, thank you so much. And now like you, Theo Vaughn tomorrow could be like, I'm going to box somebody. And because you, there's uh, an internet and you have a fan base and people would go like, all right. It's like you then be, you're a boxer, you yeah. know? And then like, <laughs> and, and the crazy thing is that like your pay-per-view numbers could be like, right. Like they would be legit pay-per-view numbers. Right. Like people would go like, oh yeah, you see that boxer Theo Vaughn? You fucking, <laughs> like that's, that's how crazy it is now is that you just have to have the nerve to go, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And it's the, it's kind of the beauty of it all. It's, it's what brings about both sides of it. It brings, it brings about the shittiness where people are like, this is garbage. And you're like, yeah, ignore it then. But also it lets things pop because somebody goes, I want to do this and I'm not asking for permission. permission. Yeah, you just do That's it. That's a good point. Yeah, never in the world has there been a better time where you could literally set a phone up in your yard it's crazy. and start a carnival. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could. For the whole world. You could literally say, hey, mom, come out here. <laughs> hit, her, hit her with something, right? <laughs> Yeah, and next thing you know, yeah. you're on tour. Yeah, yeah. They'd be like, "Do you know this guy? He's <laughs> fucking wild." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he paralyzed his mother. It was fucking amazing. Yeah, and then yeah. you're on the wheelchair mother tour. You're yeah, selling yeah. like, and yeah, yeah. These t-shirts. and she forgives you. Yeah. She's your mom. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're not gonna go to prison. She, yeah, forgives, she forgives you. you. Yeah, so it's charges are dropped, and. uh after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are just $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Just ask Niana that works here. I mean, she's thrilled with her Mint Mobile savings. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans for just 15 bucks a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, Go to mintmobile.com slash bears. That's mintmobile.com slash B-E-A-R-S. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bears. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, all in a single sugar-free stick. I got into the sugar-free sticks, and I was one of those people who was like, oh, is this going to taste horrible now? I actually think it tastes better than any uh, a sports drink that has sugar. It's incredible, and you get hydrated in such an amazing way. I take them with me everywhere. One stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink. Liquid IV contains no artificial sweeteners plus zero sugar in the sugar-free version. It has eight vitamins and nutrients and is non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. However you hydrate, grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free in bulk, nationwide at Costco or get 20% off when you first order. When you go to liquidiv.com and use the code CAVE at checkout as 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code CAVE at liquidiv.com. 
You get her like one of the the state of the art sprinter van with the fucking thing that goes up. Yeah, yeah, those are amazing. And it plays the best is for I think a lot of handicapped people love when you put that horn on it, like. Oh man! Because even if you're handicapped, you want to fucking at least people to not think you are before you get out of the vehicle. I wish that there was a little more. Like I wish you ran into a, a few more of them with like a few more jokes. You know what I mean? Like a little, like just like a little more flavor. Like having a song play yeah. when the like, or just like I don't know, like like I, an intro song, like when the yeah. van opens up. Yes, it sh- smoke should come out. Yeah, dude. Okay. Right? Like yeah, you're right. Why isn't that a little more? Like have a little. Yeah, you're right. Little little hot sauce on your. Yeah, have a ramp that maybe does a circle or something. Something like that. Give me a little juice. Or like throw a little like, I don't know, like an exhaust pipe on your on your chair. Like as if, yeah. you know, have it make a yeah. like a noise or something, yeah. you know, like, hey, give me a little action. Give me a little people can yell out the window, these Asians need to chill, you know, people that don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I want to hear some racism in the distance, dude. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, like and you should do blackface if you're in a wheelchair. <laughs> Who's gonna Who's fucking gonna, Yeah. No one's going to say anything to you. <laughs> Not a thing. What are no. they going to say? Yeah. And whose side would you be on at that point? That's an interesting thing to think about. That is an excellent question because I feel like if you have any amount of decency, yeah. you're going to side with blackface. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Like if you are a decent human being at your core, you're going to be like, this man can't stand. Yeah, yeah. Let him do what he wants to his face. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's yeah. all he has left. It's all he's got. Yeah. Man, you're out of your mind, dude. God. Um, Is blackface that bad? I've said how I feel about it, but people don't want to hear it. I do. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, I think if you're a... If you're a young kid and you like love a guy like Draymond Green or, yeah. you know, one of your favorite athletes or even... Then I think it's weird. We're almost perpetuating the racism. It feels like to me, I'm also white, you know? Yeah, sure, I understand. And so it feels though like at a certain point, you would say, oh, this kid can do that. He can idolize a black character because yeah. he's not, at a certain point, the malice has gone out of it. It's yeah. not like you're making, because they used to have to do it because of the, um, they didn't allow black people to be in movies and so they would paint white people black. Right. Right, the minstrel shows and stuff. Or they would sometimes paint, yeah, like, in, and they would make them look goofy sometimes. Yeah. It was, so black people really felt offended by so it. So it's rooted in something terrible. Right. But that doesn't mean, but your point actually is a very good point, that a kid who's like five and just admires a person of color doesn't go like, is this rooted in a terrible thing? Right. They just go like, oh, I, yeah, I, I love this guy. Yeah, I want to be DJ Metcalf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanna, yeah. yeah that's who I want to be. So I don't know. Yeah. But I guess it's instance to instance, you know, because you don't want to get like six frat dudes. Yeah, that's true. From the University would... of South Carolina racism. That's true. That's, and they're good at it there. Oh, uh, good. Yeah. I think what we're really saying is that if you're a parent of a small white child, um, do you have any nerve or are you a coward? You know, uh, that's you, true. Huh? Are you going to paint your kid's face black or are you just going to be weak? Yeah, because now's the time. Now's the time to show who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Halloween is what? August, September, three months away, yeah. boy. Plenty of time to order product. <laughs>
Get that shade, baby. <laughs> now, what if you came out with Segura Safe Shade? For black facing. Yeah. This clip ain't gonna go over well. I know. No, it's not. It's gonna it's gonna it's gonna hurt one day. <laughs> hey, look, yeah. I'm just saying things. Bert's texting me what to say. Yeah, just by the way. <laughs> this is very much in his line of thinking. That's wild, dude. But yeah, do you remember, Tom? Like, do you remember when you were when you started? Because we probably started around the same time. Um there were ag there were more novelty acts though. Remember that? Yes. That's that was gone. A bigger yeah, absolutely. It was a it was a bigger thing. And um I think it's because we were we didn't realize it, but we were at the the kind of the tail end of having you could have a fifteen minute act that bought you a career. That's what it was ending. In other words, you could have like a that was when people would see an act and go, uh, development deal, we should make a show around this character that you've created. Yeah. And so people were like were were taking things like, Okay, I'm the keyboard guy with a funny hat or I'm the, you know, the Italian yeah. baseball guy. And they were just hoping for someone to see it and go, Here's some money. Here's some money to to make that a bigger thing, to make it a sitcom. It's funny how like the sitcom also in the time that we've done stand up was everyone's like ultimate goal. Yeah. And then it shifted to like no one is interested at all. Nobody goes like, oh man, I really want to get a sitcom. Isn't that weird? Like yeah. we were doing stand up at the beginning, they were just like, you know. Well, you give anything. A sitcom? You're like, that's what it, this is all about. Yeah, if know? a sitcom, if a new sitcom popped off, you would almost start being like whoever the star of it was. Yeah. To, it was like, oh, this is how you do it. I mean, I remember people landing shows and you were like, oh shit, like that's the that's the lottery. That's the home run dream of this whole thing is what this dude just got, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's so bizarre to me that I saw somebody have a show that what's weird now is that all the the networks abc nbc cbs fox they all have secondary streaming components so like apps like you can mm -hmm. watch peacock. peacock yeah i forget what cbs is called but it's like they all have one and now those those apps and those streaming ones actually make shows but and I don't mean this to sound like like super condescending, but I'm like, who who I don't know anybody who goes, did you check out that thing on the Free CBS? Form? Yeah, I, I'm like, what? Like I don't know any, but they're making shows. But the difference is nobody goes, man. I hope I get one of those shows. Right. When we were starting out and like starting to do shows and everybody was like, God, I want to get. A sitcom. Oh, give anything. Yeah, and then it it morphed. It's like as streaming became popular, and like specials changed and podcasts changed. Everybody was like, "Oh, I, they, it's like they realized, oh, that's actually not what I want." Because mm. the only people that are really going to try to get those now are people who genuinely, genuinely want to do that. Want it. That's I think point. that we were all like, "Oh, we, we were told that's the dream." So you're like, "Oh, okay, I have to go after that then." Yeah, that's the dream, right? But I think most of us actually were like, I don't think I'm a sitcom guy. I'd be good at it. Yeah. Yeah, that, dude, that's a good point. I remember I would go on auditions and I would hate every minute of it. Yeah. I would hate preparing for it. I would hate 
and I could feel that I would hate it. I think I was just too afraid to say that this isn't what I want to do because I felt like it was what the status quo was or what the the direction of the river had always been. And he'd be like, well, if I say I don't want to do this, then it must mean I can't maybe even do comedy. You know, I felt like you couldn't just be a comedian. Like you yeah. had to also want to do this other stuff or yeah. there was no real outlet for you. I don't know what I thought. Um, but I remember being in rooms, being too nervous to even... Dude, one time I went in this room, and sometimes the rooms would be, bro, like a bathroom. They're so small, you go into auditioning. Yeah, terrible. And there's like, they have a little camera, and you couldn't even see the person you were talking to, like behind the camera, and there's a bright light. And then they're like, all right, you're Anthony or something, you know? Yeah. You were lost in the woods, you know? Yeah. You said that so aggressively. <laughs> like, they were like, you're fucking, you were lost. Yeah, well, they yeah. would always, I got all these war movie things, like POW type of shit. And so probably 70% of my auditions were for POWs. <laughs> and really? S- yeah. <laughs> what did you get a lot? <laughs> yeah. Uh, hostage. I got hostage a yeah. lot. No, I mean, I got, I don't know, man. I, you know, friend. It was always like this guy's fat friend. Head or butcher. Like, yeah. But, but I did. I actually have had oh, yeah, I can see that. Sorry. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. say it out loud. No, no. That I was a little aggressive. No, no, I've, I've gotten that. Fucking, and he's a good uh, man. Look, he's yeah. a good man. He works at the cemetery. I got those. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Guy digs ditches. Shit like that. It was never like the cool fucking Matt Rife rolls. Oh, yeah. never, no, dude. No, no, no. Yeah, do I have a? Do I get a gun that shoots collagen into my skin like <laughs> Matt Rife? Probably like, you know, like that would be nice. But yeah, I got a lot of POW stuff. And so a lot of times it would, you know, it, it would be like, yeah, I'm lost in the woods or I'm escaping or some shit. And I hated it, though. But I kept doing it. But it, that's the thing is that, oh man, I hated it too. The funny thing is, I'm like being around you, looking at you, it feels like it would be, I mean, it feels easy like to imagine them shaping a show around you though, you know? Like yeah. you're so unique and like your, your story, your back. It feels like they would have been like jumping on each other to, to go like, we got a show for you. Was that not ever brought to you? Never. Like, really? Yeah, I think I, they thought I was some crazy right-wing wigger kind of dude, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. A lot of times, and so... <laughs> so that's a great idea for a show. <laughs> I pitched it, but they don't... Nobody wants what if you pitch. If that's the log line, they're like, what's this show about? Yeah. Like, it's this crazy right-wing wigger. Yeah. And he's his friends. And like, it's fucking oh, dude. Green light it. Let's go. 22 episodes. BLM, son. You know what I'm saying, dude? <laughs> oh, fuck. But it was, um, yeah. I saw, yeah. But I, I, I am amazed sometimes when I look back at, at just my own part of that part of my life, how much I went against probably what my real feeling was of what I yeah. was enjoying doing or maybe not able to see that, oh, I really enjoyed the stand-up part. Yeah. But the acting part was a real challenge to yeah. get myself to do. It, and it's like, you're, it's so funny because what you, what you realize is like you are, you, sh- you should just listen to yourself on that. Oh, yeah, I wish I would have. Yeah, and that we, we all realize it with time and age, right? I, the one that used to kill me would I would go, I would get this thing and they're like, you know, uh, this is uh, the grandfather. And I'd be like, hey, do you think they're going to probably book a guy who's like 70 doing this? So, you know, yeah. she like that. And they would go, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they go, it would just be good for them. It'd be good for them to see you though. And I'm like, but this is like, this is a waste of time. Yeah. And they're like, no, no. And then you prepare and you go and you sit in a room and you're like, these are all guys in their set, like yeah. the logical thing. And I'm like, 
man, like, like I just spent so much time and energy doing something that was for a waste. And I, there were things like waste that all time. the time where they're like, you know, you're going to play uh, this. The, the part is a guy who's 400 pounds or something. I'm like, don't mm-hmm. you think they're going to get like a 400 pound guy? And they're like, no, you should just go. And you go to the waiting room and you're like, no, these guys are all huge as fuck. You know, yeah. like that's what people the part- are CPAP. And there's like a, yeah, there's like fucking, a CPAP hub where they're all locked in. They getting all the had same air. fucking carts. You know, <laughs> meet me. One of those and big old Burt bodies. And I was like, no, they're going to book one of these guys. So, but just shit like that where you're like, why am I even putting this effort into this thing? Yeah. Um, I really, I remember the day where I, cause I would really fucking loathe commercial auditions. I was like, oh, oh yeah. fuck. And I went on a few, and yes, I booked a few. I mean, my batting record or average was just absolutely deplorable. I mean, some people were like really good at it. They were always, yeah. I, 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 I think I did four commercials. I don't know. But the point being that I hate, and I would, I realized that I'm like getting auditions and I'm like, nah, I don't want to go to that. Like, I'm internally going, like, don't go. And then one day, the, commercial agent was like hey you know like we keep sending you stuff and you're not going and it was like it's like part of like your growth as a person i go yeah i'm not gonna go on anymore you can take me off as a and they were like really i go yeah i don't want to do this and they were like okay and so i just you know they i stopped i just didn't do it and i was like oh that feels you know i was like that feels better I, i i don't want to do that why am I putting myself oh. through this shit, you know? And and the thing you find out is that later on, you know, managers and, and like your theatrical agents, if there's a huge thing, they find out about it too. And they go, do you want to audition? And I, what I found, I was like, no. The only thing I've ever even sent in ever since then was like a voiceover audition because you just sit in a room and you're like, here you go. I don't know. It's like throwing it against the wall. Yeah. Doing Um, a cartoon. That'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be fun. Um, but that's kind of it. I mean, I just, I go like, I don't want to like the whole thing of like, this one's in Santa Monica. And you're like, are you fucking serious? Like two hour drive out there to sit in one of the, right by that library too. Yeah. And they're always, yeah, they like equipped people down there with weapons. I remember a couple of years ago, somebody did a lot of the homeless people. There was like a, I don't want to say it was like a Renaissance fair thing that broke down and the homeless people like accosted it. Yeah. So there was like, I would say almost maybe four months where half the homeless people down there had swords and looked like fucking lady or man Guinevere, you know, like it was like. There was, can we see a picture of Lady Guinevere, sir? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, yeah. Oh, shit. So it got real risque down there for a while. Santa Monica was, and Venice was oh, even Venice crazier. Is it is a, yeah. How is it in Nashville, by the way? Is it, do you, good vibes? Is it like... It's quiet. You couldn't yeah. cheat on your wife there. Yeah, okay. All right, cool. Good. I think it's that kind of town. There's no way you could go anywhere without... You couldn't cheat on your diet there without somebody knowing. Like, so, it's just that. It's a small community. Yeah, where, like, it. it's small. It's a bigger city to most people, but then you realize it's smaller than you think it is. Like yeah. You're, you're, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, there'd be nowhere, say, if you were going to do adultery or whatever, uh-huh. right? There'd be nowhere to invite somebody <laughs> that, that you, you would feel comfortable, hide. right? Yeah. 
So yeah, and that's really the best way. It's kind of like it, but it's an applicable way to say it to people. Like, okay, Austin, I feel like you could maybe get away with it. Yeah, L.A., you could have a couple families. Yeah, yeah, you really could. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Bird has three houses next door to each other now. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, he keeps buying them too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He keeps buying them, and then he, and then you go, hey, why don't you donate to charity? He goes, I don't just have money laying around. I'm like, I think you do. <laughs> yeah, I think you do. Yeah, one of the houses I think is just full of his salt intake. I heard it's just like yeah. you open the door spices and spices and rubs. Yeah, 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 there's just a lot of yeah. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> by the way, I know it happened a while ago. Did you see that guy eaten by a shark? Uh, uh-uh, I didn't see that. You didn't? I don't watch a lot of that, but I'll look at it. It's it's uh, it's pretty wild. Um, oh man, yeah. This is I, I don't know that we've actually like you know people have these videos and you go like, oh, um, it, like you, you think it's something and you're like, oh, this isn't really what you're saying it is, but this is genuine. Oh. This is, yeah. That guy is just like swimming and it's, oh, this one is <gasps> censored though. Don't, don't play that. No one wants to see that shit. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Get the real. There's deal, worse than that. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know why they're going to, it's, it's so silly because you're not actually seeing Blood and guts. So for them to put like a, um, and why was he doing it? I, he was swimming off the oh. coast. He's in uh, in Egypt. So I guess he's. I think he's on vacation. Um, I don't vacation anywhere where the Bible happened, really, because so much shit happened there. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, yeah, that's wow. A, can you imagine that? I know, like the the absolute <gasps> horror of that. And the father just kept recording? I, I think it's someone else. I think somebody else is recording. I think. I guess you'd want to see him at your last time seeing him. I don't know how you'd be. I don't have any children. No, I think, I think you're... Um, oh. Yeah, he's just, so he's just swimming there. And I, I don't think people know what's, what's going oh. on at first. Yeah. That must um, have been right when it hit him, huh? Because they, they tiger shark. Yeah, look, his legs were up in the air. I don't know if you looked. Did you see that? Take it back a few seconds. Look right here where he gets pulled under and then his oh. legs go straight oh. up. What would you do, you think? Well, that's the thing that the most horrifying part of this is you realize that this guy knows what's happening yeah. and it's just absolute pain. Like he just knows like it's your, it's people's like worst. I'm getting, I'm getting attacked by a shark. I'm getting eaten by a shark. Yeah, you're right like, now. how does this happen? I mean, you're just well, you're just in your adrenaline is shooting through the roof. You're freaking out, panicking, as yeah. you should. Everyone's reaction is panicking. I yeah, mean, you know, it's funny. Like people go, like, you know, what you should do in this situation, and you're like, oh, what should what should I do? Yeah, in this situation, they're like, well, yeah. their eyes tend to go. So if you can <laughs> hit them directly on the nose, and you're like, fantastic, yeah. I will. Uh, yeah. I'll keep that in mind. Um, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it's like it is such. A horrific thing, and um, I didn't realize that his dad was there, and his girlfriend. God. I just oh. I just got a link to it from Nadav. He was like, "You want to see something hilarious?" And he sent me that. That's link. not how I and, said um, it. I was like, "All right." Nadav um, seems like he would send yeah. that to someone. He's a sick, sick person. Yeah, I don't know if he. He's definitely. I don't know if he's sick. He seems hard to insure. Let's put it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But that's yeah. scary, man. Yeah. God, that makes do you, me do you, so scared. Do you? Oh, it's terrifying. I went snorkeling last week, and it got that even got too Seriously? harrowing. Yeah. Where? Where? Where are you doing it? <clears throat> I was in, um, I was in Hawaii, and I went snorkeling. 
Oh, that's a place where shit goes down for sure. It was, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, yeah. Where, um, it must have been beautiful though. It was beautiful, but it got so scary and there weren't even any fish. And I'm like, oh, if the fish are gone, I'm fucked, you know, like. <laughs> which, uh, it was so which, scary. I was in Maui. I, in and Maui? Was, oh. Yeah, and I was just, and then I start swimming back and I start noticing that I'm not doing super great out there. And you can see like some of the lifeguards are like in a little group and that usually means you're not doing good. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> thankfully I got close enough back in, man, but it was pretty scary for a little bit. I was like, I don't know how much longer I can keep swimming over there. Cause I got real scared. Yeah. Well, there's nothing more humbling than the ocean. Truly. I don't think there's anything more. hundred percent. You know, you can feel yourself in a lot of situations and if you want to be brought down to your, to the level just spend some time in the ocean because yeah. you, you learn real quick. I mean, I've snorkeled before. I've, I have been, I had this, I got caught in, an, in a riptide mm-hmm. in Florida like a year ago where I was letting it, they tell you to let it take you, right? If you, if, like, it, you don't want to fight it. You kind of want to, you want to drift out of it. Mm-hmm. And I was doing that and I guess I wasn't doing it enough. And every time I would try to fight it, it wins. You, ne- you never beat it. You know, like it's too strong. It just pulls you back. And I kept going further out. And then I got my, I would swim again. And then what happens is you're, you're swimming against it. So you are exhausting yourself. You're, yeah. you're starting to fatigue. And I get my feet on the ground and mm. I'm, you know, you're digging through it. Like you're really grinding through it. And then you feel it again. It pushes you back. And this is like repeating and repeating. So you are really depleting yourself of energy. And at one point I see the lifeguard and he's, He's sitting in the in his tower, and then I see him get down, and I see him walk, and he's walking closer, and I realize he's watching me. Oh, yeah. And as I'm doing this, I get my, my feet on the ground, and I keep pushing, and I finally get, like, make some, some ground. And there's this moment where he goes like this, like, thumbs up, you, like, you good? And I take my hand, and I'm about to go, like, come out here. Yeah. Like, that's how scared I feel mm-hmm. and then I just like I, I get my footing and I, I make it out of it and I come out of there with like I mean like my heart rate's like 160 and he was like oh I thought you were in trouble there I go that's cause I was uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he was like yeah it looked I go dude that fucking thing took me and and I mean I you just you have those moments you're like oh this could end like that that, like, fast. that fast that fast in Hawaii uh, one time in Maui I rented a vehicle and they go oh yeah explore go here there you know tell me where to go and we end up at this completely isolated beach where the the sand is at a, like you drive up here and it's at a, a full decline into the mm-hmm. ocean mm-hmm. i was like oh this is cool and there's nobody there and i walk into the ocean and just in three feet of water i realize like oh shit like it's full <laughs> undercurrent you know like yeah this thing's yeah and, and you have to you have to climb out <laughs> so like right away i get out of that thing and i was like that was actually terrifying yeah. <laughs> and when i get back to the hotel i tell them where i went and i go yeah i got in the water there I go they go oh you shouldn't get in that water i go you didn't say that you said go drive around they're like oh yeah you'll drown there and i was like oh cool 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 <laughs> you, you failed to mention probably the most critical piece of information <laughs> yeah. but i mean like yeah dude like sharks fucking undercurrents it's all, all of it. yeah dude that thing Ugh. ocean doesn't forgive it's so heartless man it's so heartless it's like wet time you know 
I remember I got out and I was snorkeling out there and it kept lifting me up and so I could see like some of the reef, but then it would go so fast that I would be like sitting on the rocks. Yeah. Almost like a model or something, you know, like it went so low. It had like an eight foot fluctuation. So uh-huh. it was like, I was like swimming and doing good. And then suddenly I was just like in a weird pose or something uh-huh. on this painful rock, you know, and yeah. like. God, it just it was too much, man. I could eat. Dude, when I was in high, the ocean, Florida, the riptide in Florida killed like probably one seventeenth of the, or one thirtieth probably of the urban kids in our area growing up. And this is. <laughs> where- and I hate to say, and I don't mean that in any type of way, except it was, it was a different time and it was disheartening, man, because every other graduating class would lose someone uh dude from and when they went to florida on spring break yeah i mean it was real real common it just happened it just happened where i went to high school in florida and it was the fucking saddest thing where the kids i guess the tradition is that when they are seniors they just jump in mm you know what I mean? Like they do a they do a collective jump into the intercoastal, oh. and they did that. I mean, this is like it's not long. It's not, and it's not in waves and crazy. It's just like it's the intercoastal. It's like yeah. the water from the ocean that you think like it's supposed to be a river. They did that, and one of the kids just didn't come up. They they came and figure out how it happened, and uh, he died. Dang like, it. Just graduate, just graduated high school. Oh, yeah, dude! It was like a celebratory jump. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like yeah, they had a kid in Baton Rouge from University High School over there, and uh, they went on one of those booze cruises or something. Like, oh, and, I heard about this. And it's like they put these kids and they dress the ship up like a pirate ship, and they I said heard we're going to go this. fight some, you know, fight another. It's like it's some horrible pirate reenactment, you know. They were to, they went to the Bahamas. Yep. They were in the Bahamas and they were off some island and somebody dared this guy to jump in. And I think it was nighttime and uh, that was it. He, they, they dared him to jump in. There were sharks. And so when he was going towards the buoy, yeah, he, he saw a shark and then deviated. He went away from it. So like what he should have grabbed, he was like, oh, there's a shark over there. And then that was it. Yeah. Like. They never saw him again. Like, I can't believe there's not more footage of it. Sometimes you're like, does somebody... But there is footage of him in, yeah. and you see the shark. Yeah. You see the shark. It's crazy that there's... Oh. Yeah. God, it makes me so scared. I, I'm not shocked that we are on... This is why we've chose to be on land. I'm sure there was a lot more people in the water a long time ago. It's, I mean... We could not handle it. Living in the ocean. Dude, if we were lifeguards, dude, people would die. Yeah. That's true. That's true. People, because they'd see me out there and be like, oh, go get your buddy, right? And then I go get you and you come out. And they're like, whoa, oh, no. I'd be like, no, 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 no. Yeah. That one's got to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to yeah, let yeah. him go. Yeah. They'd be like, you're the lifeguard. I'd be like, no. And Matt, Matt Reif's just standing there just fucking yes. looking. Looking like he should be they're trying to, to. They're trying to clean sunblock <laughs> off the creases in his six pack. They're just like, oh, I got stuck in there. <laughs> yeah, dude. Imagine getting lint in your whole six pack. It's got to be insane. It's crazy, crazy. 
Wow. Fuck. I um Yeah, it's been different though. They used to have guitar acts. Remember Nick Thune played a guitar? And I'm not saying that he was a guitar act, but remember do you remember right. him? Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, Nick Thune, very talented comedian. He played a guitar. There was uh there was a that was a big thing for a moment though, too, where people who had yeah. a guitar act. There was a few. Um God, I'm for totally blanking. It was Cowboy Bill Martin. He's a famous comedian, I believe out of Texas, actually. And he um I think he did guitar some. Yeah, there you go. He was on the circuit a lot when I was coming up. There's a couple of these uh like country act dudes that are massive. That um what's the like there's a dude with a big cowboy hat who they were like, Oh, this guy, you don't understand the level that, Who's like the big one? A um, country comedian? Yeah, comedian. Who's a kind like? Yeah. Just no, you don't. You don't have to do it with me. Just like yeah, country with country. big hat. Yeah. yeah, that's a total in the Dove search. Um, oh yeah, Tim. Oh Rodney, it wasn't it? Doesn't wasn't doesn't Rodney perform with like? Oh Rodney Carrington, yeah, yeah. like he's huge. Oh yeah, huge. he's been doing it forever too. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, he does do. He has a musical yeah. component and, and, to but it. But he's got any big Who else? cowboy hat. Jerry Clower was my favorite comedian. Really? Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about Killer Bees. Mm -hmm. I and I do this gig, and they were like, "Oh, you're gonna." Oh, that was the thing. They're like, "You're gonna work with a Killer Bees son." I was like, "From the Wu Tang Clan?" And they were like, <laughs> "They were like, no, like." You know, Killer Bees the comic. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And they're like, you don't know Killer Bees? And I'm like, no, what is Killer Bees? And then they told me, they're like, oh, dude. They go, when he, I was working at a club. They go, when he comes here, they go, we'll just put like 11 shows on and they all sell out. And then so he'll come back in a couple of months and just do it again. And then a, a third time. And I'm like, what the fuck are you? I thought I knew most of like the names. At the yeah. time. I'm like. Who is this? And Killer they're like, bees, oh, yeah, baby. dude. They're like, Killer Bee's like, like mega draw. Um, he looks like Jean Benet Ramsey right there in that one picture in the middle. <laughs> Jean Benet Ramsey. There's not a lot of JB and R reenactments, no, is there? No, there's not. <laughs> Where's that musical when you need it, huh? Oh, my God. Yeah, that story. Where's that story? Yeah, yeah. No, the picture above, that picture looks like, that picture looks, yeah, there we go. Yeah, this actually God, looks I like Dateline. Her. That looks like the story. He's about to be like, "Do you ever wonder what happened with John Benet Ramsey?" <laughs> like, you know, when they do the the, they're like Stone Phillips. Yeah, they're like he's like, "You'll never believe what was at the bottom of those stairs." Oh yeah, and then they more but, in a moment. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Richards used to do the best thing about that. He would do Keith Morrison all the time. Yeah, Keith Morrison. He had because he had a very specific cadence. He was good. He'd be like, "But what about that can opener?" Yeah. Yeah. Something different about it today. <laughs> yes. You know? That's true, yeah. It was... <clears throat> God, Jeff Richards is so fucking funny, cool dude. A cool day, which was odd. Yeah. For the spring. Yeah. All right? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeff Richards is really, really funny. <clears throat> really funny. Yeah, he does some great impersonations. Man, mm -hmm. I love working over at the comedy store and seeing him. Yeah, what other acts were there that I remember... And I don't know if Cowboy Bill Martin did have a guitar. He may not have. He he had a he was a cowboy. That was part of his. But he also was a real cowboy in real life. Oh really? Yeah. And that wait was he? Who'd you say was your was your guy? You said Jerry Clower. 
Pull up Jerry Clower. Now he was. I'm um, thinking of Jerry Lawler. I think. Well, they're similar, actually. Yeah. They look a little bit similar. So was this like when you were a kid? Was this like your parents were watching, like that kind of thing, or just? No, I was like 14, and my friend's dad gave me a copy of this. He said, "Have you heard of this man?" And I said, "I haven't heard of this man." And he's from Yazoo City, Mississippi, and he was just like a great storyteller. Ah. And uh, and I started listening to his albums, and it's just good stuff. It's just creative. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. And then he toured as a comedian for a long time. Um, a lot in the Southeast. I think he played football, too, at uh, maybe University of Alabama or Mississippi no State. Oh, shit. Oh, really? So I think he had that crowd, you know, that SEC sure. crowd. Oh, yeah, it looks like that's his card right there. Oh, yeah, that's right? sick, Click dude. on that the football oh, card. Oh, I'd love to have one of those. That's crazy. What is that? And we both look a little bit similar. Can we got similar it, nose. Can you... Oh, yeah, that's MSU, Mississippi State. Yeah. Wow. And that's a good place to get fucking human rabies, baby. <laughs> And the fucking, uh, the pennies in the fucking, oh. that's what they do. They do the, the what is it, the cowbells where they put <laughs> pennies in. You're like, God damn. Oh, yeah. I would leave. Yeah, I couldn't even stay for I a second. I went to the Egg Bowl before. once. And you did? Was, with yeah. Ole Miss in you know, Mississippi State? Yeah. yeah it was, Why? It was, my sister went to Ole Miss. My, no. My grandparents went to Ole Miss. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you was, were almost a, what's it called, a uh, legacy? Uh, uh, yeah, a running rebel, baby. No, a fighting rebel, right? Running rebels is UNLV. Uh Wow, dude! If you had went to Ole Miss, your life would be different, Tom. Yeah, probably. Um, You'd be like a sharecropper or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> probably, man. I, I definitely probably would have taken a different path. I mean, it's a beautiful. Going to Oxford is beautiful. Oh yeah, it's stunning. Um, it's stunning over there. I love it there. It's very pretty. Very I mean, pretty. Mississippi has very is very archaic in a lot of its um, demeanor. You know, it's yeah, it's more royal and more indentured i enjoy i like visiting it's a it's such a departure from what you're used to yeah you know like wherever you if you from the midwest or even honestly from the southeast and you go to somewhere like oxford you're like oh yeah there is like a level of class with which people they're just more like it's like it reminds me of like old school like uh, old school country club vibes yes where that's um it. people are like you know I was there visiting. I think my mom was there. We were and we were visiting my younger sister. And you know, every guy that she's like, I go, you know, oh, he's in my class, or whatever. He would be like, "Hello, sir." Yeah. And ma'am, it's very nice to meet. Like very polite, formal kind of stuff. And you're like, oh wow. And and everybody kind of they all kind of dress the same. Yeah, they put on a yeah. There's a, a, a kind of a code of conduct. Yeah, there's like like in a country club, right? Where you go very like, much. Yeah, like where. Use a lot of khaki pants and like mm-hmm. button down and shirts. the croakers with the glasses yep. on the little rope. Yep, that's casual. That's if you're like out. Yeah, yeah. For the for the but like everybody was pretty. Yeah, it's like pretty formal style there. I think that's a big departure from what I understand of what's going on in uh, at MSU. Like like there, that's a little more rural and like yeah yeah yeah. And in, in Oxford, you would ejaculate onto a doily or something. Yeah, yeah. It's very. <laughs> Yeah, it's got that kind of energy. Dude, your sister went there. There's a lot of pretty girls went there. Was she a real... She was pretty. Yeah, yeah. she was pretty. Um, she ended up leaving, I guess, that she maybe put on some weight and they cooked her out. Um, yeah, but, don't do that. Yeah. No, she was... Uh, Damn. No, she, was no, she was pretty. She was pretty. I... Uh, they cooked her I, out, yeah. they, <laughs> No, they were pretty. I, uh, I remember I, I, I hooked up with one of her friends. Yeah. When I visited, and, um, and you were younger than the girl? 
No, no. I was like, I was 22 or three and she was like 19. So, um, it was, uh, yeah, it was great. It was really great actually. Um, but there were a lot of beautiful, those yeah. SEC girls. I was like, poof. No, it's probably the reason my life would have been different is uh, I would be dead if I had, <laughs> gone, if I had gone to school at Ole Miss. They're just, yeah. I think, I, first of all, I think I would have 1,000%. I'm not sure. I think I would definitely would have gotten somebody pregnant. Yeah. As like at 19 or 20 years old. Ooh. And, um, and your son would be working in here as a PA. Oh, yeah. Sure. And so would I. I'd be yeah. like, we're both PA in here together. Um, <laughs> I think it would have been a yeah a different life. Uh, wow. Yeah. 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 It's, a, it's a whole. I I kind of I used to, you know I was already I had graduated but um when I was there I was like oh this was what I imagined the college experience would be I fantasized about like the traditional you know kind of large American university experience what I realized I was dreaming about kind of was fantasizing about was the the sec experience i didn't even realize that mm. it's like what you see in movies of like yeah. this is what a college atmosphere is and i just didn't have that. did you did you wait did you go to lsu I forget. yeah i went to lsu for a bit and uh that's kind of the it was good yeah i went there when i, I did baton rouge on tour mm-hmm. and i got it they gave me like a vip tour of the stadium? new football yeah the stadium but at the new facilities mm-hmm. they're fucking locker room now like the new locker room it it's not that i think it's better it is notably better than nfl locker rooms it's one of the most dude that's incredible point incredible what they have is it's other fucking level shit dude like you walk in there and you're like what in the yeah wow yeah like that one on the left there oh wow it looks like first class seating on a overnight flight okay so when I walked in, I said the exact same thing. I go, this seems like international first class. Yeah. And the guy goes, it's funny that you say that. That's what we modeled this after. And the reason we do that is we have been doing studies and found, click uh, two below that one. Yeah. He's like, we found that our players uh, need more sleep. So we designed these so that they can take a nap and at a moment's notice. And these turn into beds. Mm. So we want them getting more sleep. So we want them to be able to just be here and sleep. Um, and then I was like, you know, like what's with these like crates underneath? Mm-hmm. You know, the, the he goes, oh, yeah, they can put their stuff in there. And each one of these has an individual exhaust vent so that the locker room doesn't smell. The smell escapes. So they put their dirty stuff in there. The smell escapes. And then we come and we take it out and clean it. I mean, these guys are like lab experiments yeah. you know like they are studying them down to the t and they know everything about you know yeah they they i don't know is that true they have air-conditioned helmets yeah that's what our intern just like well, i just wonder are they making any money off that uh air they're huffing out of there dude a lot of fucking people would pay a couple of bucks to huff that air coming <laughs> <Yeah>. off a, <laughs> a jock strap coming off of Jaden daniels or yeah. joe burrow dude yeah. i fucking dude I'll spend 11 bucks hopping off a burrow, dude. <laughs> oh, it keeps everybody fired up in the neighborhood. Imagine some dad driving across state to get his kids a couple of huffs of LSU football. <laughs> Fucking body sweat. I, could get, I couldn't get the jock strap, but I got you some compression shorts. <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> yeah, look at these guys, dude. Oh, God, what? Yeah, Unreal. Dude. And yeah. where do they just press a button and a white girl pops out or something? <laughs> <laughs> That's on your recruiting trip for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. How crazy do you think recruiting trips get still? Do you think they still get crazy and we don't know it or it's really locked down now? I think it's different. I think I think the heyday of it is probably in the past. Can something like that still happen? Yeah, of course. But I think for the most part, there's just, there's, look, there's just eyes everywhere. It's, yeah. diff- it's different, you know? It's like somebody is, is always kind of keeping an eye on you. Everything has, has cameras and now there's, you know, facial scanners and all this shit. It's horrible. I think it's still possible. And I think something, things like that still happen, but for sure, eighties, nineties, 2000, like earlier, I think that was, I mean, it's very well known. The funny thing is, it's actually very well known that LSU was the place where like the, some of the wildest shit would go down. Yeah. Um, because in a lot of those schools in like an LSU, they're like, no, no, even like the, like, the girl like the, they're like we want you to come here and have a, help us win a title like they're just down everyone's just down oh to yeah win. so a lot of girls would take a baby off some of these running backs or whatever just to help them <laughs> yeah. get down the field or whatever <laughs> yeah exactly i know somebody who told me um a, a recruiting story a player nfl player and it was for N- lsu and it's like one of those fantasy stories wow. yeah he told me the story, and I was like, holy shit. And he goes, yeah, that was pretty cool. I'm like, yeah. That's, that's pretty nutty, man. You're fucking, you're a senior in high school. <laughs> like, that's happening to you? God, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, I wonder, too, sometimes with this, now they're giving the players NIL money. I wonder if some players, that were, it's going to cost them because you get that money, right? Mm-hmm. And some people, when you get money, when you start to make some money, it's hard to find your old drive because that they almost deplete each. It's almost an even trade-off. Yeah, very you know? true, yeah. And so I wonder how many guys would do well enough until they got to the pros and get that big deal. Yeah. But just because they're getting a starter deal of 30000 mm-hmm. or something early and they burn out on that and it, it prevents them. You're a hundred percent on point. Like that's, that's a weird it's part. Very insightful because it is a big motivator. Is like I gotta fucking grind until I get there. Yeah, and like yeah, it's gonna keep a couple people in like third gear of like just cruising, where they're gonna lose that. You yeah. know. Now here's the thing: you could also probably make a case that maybe that guy was always gonna be that guy. Like even yeah. he was never gonna the guys that like are bred to compete and win at at all costs they're not thrown they just want more and bet you know but i think it is a point that like you're gonna have some dudes that like probably would have grinded a little harder they're gonna be like i got money now like you know right it's the same thing like the kind of thing that can happen in stand-up where it's like you get you get money or um fans and then you can see that people's motivation to put in an effort and to do work kind of dips yeah you know, they stop they stop working yeah because i think sometimes you don't know what your motivation is almost too and that's almost some of the scary thing about realizing uh getting an earning for some type of potential or a reward for some effort is sometimes you don't know what your motivation had been it could have been to meet a woman it could have been to make money it could have just been this to, to appease your parents or somebody yeah 
So it's kind of, you know, and you almost don't know that sometimes till you get some, le- some type of reward or success for yourself that then kind of like slowly starts to clue you in, but it can be scary sometimes if, if all your motivation was, was it's scary to realize you might run out of fucking motivation. That's something that's scary. Yeah. I mean, I think that you just, I, first of all, I think that it's, um, the fact that it's completely what you're describing is so universal like it's not unique. People in the position that have the thought, you go, is, is this just happening to me? And then you realize absolutely everybody feels the same way, especially if they're in your position, like where they have fans. And yeah. like everybody kind of goes, what's happening? And is this real? And, 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 and they have doubt. Why am I doing? Like all those questions happen to everybody. So that's actually kind of the comfort in it in that you know, it's not only happening to you. Mm. It's everybody going through it. And and you have the waves of like feeling great about what you do and, and so competent and proficient. And then I think the the other side of it is normal too. Where you're like, what am I am I any good? Do I even know what I'm doing? Yeah. Why am I doing this? I think I suck. Like I think that it's healthy that you don't feel one way all the time. Mm. I think that it's that you always are you know, going up because like, that's sort of what it's like just to be a person. Yeah. Right? You don't stay at one feeling all the time. But the real fucking, I think, in stand up, the real thing you have to do is you have to try to find ways to feel uncomfortable again. Because what happens is when you are unknown, you feel uncomfortable. Oh, that's a good A point. lot of times, right? Because you get booked on a show and you're like, Fuck, are they going to like me? Uh, is this joke, am I going to do this joke? You have all these doubts. And then when you become known, you walk onto a stage and they're so excited to see you. Well, then it's kind of like you have to figure out, how do I get uncomfortable to like try something, to get an authentic wow. reaction, right? Yeah, what do you do? Do you have to go to another country, do you think? Or do you have to get like... I think we're kind of in, a, in, in, in like a... Well, that's the great thing still about a, a New York and L.A., is that those cities are so huge, especially in the world of stand-up, that there's every type of show, and you can actually and you can find them. I'm, you can find these outside of New York, but I'm just giving them an, as an example. You can find shows where you're like, this might not be a crowd that knows me, and I think that's good. Mm, yeah. The other thing that people say that they do, and they really it's hard to do this, but it's like once you're having stuff that you're working on and it works, you got to use sets where people do know you, like like on a hot crowd, like, ah, he's here, and they go crazy. You got to try to, like, figure shit out on those sets. Like, there's no point at a certain point of, like, doing... Your great stuff. I mean, yeah, at a certain point, that's masturbatory. You're just doing it to feel good and and of course i understand we no, all it's a really good point but you have to like go like i mean even like i did a spot last night and i and i i was like i'm gonna try this joke and right before i went up i was like i think this is not gonna work and then i go part of your brain goes well then don't do that and then i was like no do it and the the thing about the reason that that's an important thing is that you go oh yeah i it's the doubt that you have to embrace mm. Embracing doubt of like, maybe this will not be good. And then 
there's like things connected to that. You go, if this isn't good, maybe someone will go, oh, he's not that good. And then you, you don't want them to feel that way. Right. So you, you embrace like, oh, I'll, I'll abandon that and I'll do what works so that they go, oh, he's really good. You know, like it's all connected to these emotions. But you realize there's no making you a better comedian by doing the set that you know will kill all the time, you know? Yeah, man. It's interesting. No, some of this stuff is interesting to hear from you because you, you know, you've had a lot of, you know, you've had success and been on, you know, uh, you know, it's interesting just to kind of to hear some of this stuff. Because, yeah, some of these places are places that I kind of start to see my or moments that start to happen. It's like, oh, yeah, am I just do, like if I'm not listening to that voice then am I even growing right now? Yeah. I think. I mean, what do, how do you approach like because I'm fascinated because I've seen you do shit where I'm like, uh, yeah, like it feels like it's stream of consciousness. But I don't know if that's like, yeah, actually happening or like that's part of the performance. But do you just I think I, 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 I can do a better job of trying to be more brave, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's a constant battle. Nobody ever goes, I have arrived. Well, you don't want people not to like you. You've worked so hard for people to like you. Yeah. And I do miss when it was more of a surprise, when people didn't know maybe that you... Having an element of surprise is awesome. Yeah. Like being able to say something in a group or be funny or know that people don't know you could be funny. Yeah. And then you get to surprise them, dude. Yes, that's the best. That was the that was my favorite thing about being young. Like when a kid would introduce me to his parents or whatever, dude. I'm like, it is fucking on, dude. <laughs> I'm going to Loki ruin my friend's life behind his back with his parents. Like, yeah. I would tell, I would always set my buddy like just, you know, we used to go smoke weed outside with my buddy, and his dad was kind of a. He was like kind of like kind of homophobic or whatever, you uh-huh, know? Uh-huh. And so he would, <clears throat> if he thought people were queering around or whatever, he'd fucking yeah. he'd grip the edges of his newspaper and he'd fucking shake it or whatever, you know? <laughs> and so we'd go and smoke weed outside. I'd come back in early, right? Yeah. And I'd tell him, I'd be like, oh, Mr. Mike, dude, those, some of the guys were just, I don't know, somebody like, took their shirt off for no reason or something. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> I don't know and, what was going on. Yeah, dude. <laughs> then I would just go like sit on the other couch in their living room and you fucking see that newspaper do a fucking 180. He would just twist that bitch inside out, dude. And then my buddies would come in and they're stoned out of their mind. Yeah. Right? They've just been doing nothing but yeah. smoking weed in a Ford Ranger. Uh-huh. And so he'd be, he could fucking see him. He'd like, sit down. He'd be like, what are you boys been queering around? He'd fucking lose his shit, dude. And his so, wife, you could hear her light a fucking cigarette in the distance. Uh, yeah. And stop making a salad. Yeah. And I just remember, it was so much fun though, dude. Just yeah. not knowing, like... Because I just always had this awareness that, like, there's always some type of an audience somewhere. And the yeah. parents were, like, this distant audience to whatever right. our lives were. And so it was fun to, like, set up little things. And But, yeah, the element of surprise was just fun. Like, now if somebody, yeah, it's, if people know you can be funny, it's not, it's still fun. It's it, awesome, but it's You're different. right. And there's a, there is a fun thing about, like, I don't know, you go into a store or something and, 
you meet like the salesperson who has no idea who you are and you you know you say something and they you really get them to laugh and then you're like you get such a rush yeah. that you and then you just like you keep going, yeah. right? And then you're like, you're 30 minutes into buying socks and they're like, this guy, you're like, she's like, you're fucking hilarious. And like, this is, it's like, you realize like, oh yeah, that's what like it was in the beginning. Yeah. Is that you were always trying to like make somebody be like, hey, I'm funny. You know, you're trying to like show them. Yeah. And then you still, you get that rare thing. Not that, but you know what I mean? Where oh, you're yeah, like having totally. that conversation. That is, totally. but I, I guess the thing is though, you also realize that as fun as that surprise is, it's not the only thing. There's something about this that you're, it's just in you. It's who you are. Yeah. You love doing this. And there's just a thrill in making audiences laugh. It is the best feeling in the world. I think that's why we, I don't think you ever would stop doing it. I mean, we were talking about, we were at the club last night, just like that feeling of like, it's so fun to make people laugh. And when you see people like rocking, you know? Oh yeah. It's yeah. Good. Or like hitting the table. You're like, there's, there's no feeling like that. Like, it's just an amazing. It is, dude. Yeah, there's something. I mean, and who wouldn't want to do it? Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, I was, when I was young, I just didn't like the, uh, the old, I just wanted to, I don't know. Yeah, there was something. And if people were laughing, you knew that they couldn't hate you. Yeah. They had to have some, they weren't, they were going to remember you. There were all these little things that That's came right. with getting people to laugh. Last night, this guy, I love Sometimes you can, you can have to kind of look under the, the, the lights from the on stage. You can kind of see the front row pretty decently. You know, if you kind of glance under that mm -hmm. like, light line. And some dude was just pulling tears. tears out of his eyes, dude. And that was like the... I was like, oh, yeah, we're doing okay for a little while. Yeah, dude. It's, I mean, it's, we're very lucky to be doing what we're doing, I think, you know. Oh, yeah, dude. It's crazy, brother. I mean, I wouldn't mind fucking having a little bit of that Matt Rife on me, though. Huh? <laughs> God damn. Yeah. I mean, it's all... I mean, his merch, he could just come into stuff. <laughs> That's true. Imagine that, just selling your own hair and shit for your merch. Oh, my God. I know. I mean, he literally is killing it on the comedy side of it for real. And then has just thousands of women going like, let me blow you, please. Yeah. Like begging Begging and, and their husbands. Yeah, the husbands are like, I, me too. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll work I'll, the balls. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll rub her back. Yeah, dude, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. You're beautiful, man. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> fucking crazy. What a life. Um, all right, where can people go? I know you're on tour um, through what? Through the fall in, into next year? Yeah, probably it? next year. Kind of doing space. It's easier for me to not go from like city to city sometimes. Yeah, space it out. That's a smart way to do it. So I'm going to follow you on that. We're um, on like a couple year tour. I don't know when this That's will... the way to do it. You're you doing, think? I think that's the way to do it. Uh, as someone I get who's... envious when I see that I'm coming everywhere and yeah, it's a fucking nice picture. It, that, it's just not what you want. You're doing it the right way. I'm, I'm, I swear to God, uh, I will be following your example <laughs> on the know. next one. Um, but do you, I just worry, yeah, what if I go out of business in a year and then I fucking miss half the dates, you know? Not going to happen. Not going to happen. You're, you can, the thing is that once you have a, a, like what you have going on, you have all these fans that people want to see you. It's like, you, you don't have to like, like make it hard on yourself you can oh, actually wow. like i think one of the great things i would tell anybody who's in the position we're in is like hey you know when you when you're booking the dates book uh hawaii like put that in like book breaks to enjoy life enjoy 
the success that you have earned and to give you some perspective on that it's not just show, 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 like where you're just like, well, I guess I just do shows nonstop for like the, what is the, the joy factor in that? I think the joy factor is like, I'm snorkeling and might die or, you know, I'm yeah. like, go, yeah. go like, yeah. like I, I, I would tell somebody like when you, when you book these dates, look at the uh, part of that and go, you know what? Hey, these, after these like four months of touring, book a month of no shows and just like go enjoy your, do something, go, go home, like just live life. Like what is, you don't have, you're like, you're not like, if I don't do these shows, I can't pay rent. Yeah. Right. So it's like you, you've and earned what is that. It? So it, what is that feeling? Cause there's a feeling of something. If I don't. Yes, there is. I, I think that we all are like, part of it is there's a element of, well, he's doing it. So I should oh, be doing it. Yeah. So you feel, which is also, you realize that's not, a healthy, good perspective. It's that that's not what you need to be doing. Part of it is a sense of competition. Part of it is that yeah. is the is the fear, the fear of uh, it's going to end. So I got better take the work, and all those things are actually rooted yeah. in k- kind of insecurities. They're not rooted in like good positive things. They're just rooted in like a fear. It's like a fear. So. I think once you're like when I'm done, since I'm done with the tour, I have perspective on it, and I go like, "Oh, this is it's like I'm happy that I did it." Yeah, it's a, it's like a an accomplishment or whatever. But I go, it's not the ideal way mm. to do it. I think the ideal way to do it is like what you're doing. Like, here's some dates, go do them when you want to announce the next one. Like, it's it's a healthier lifestyle. Yeah, to do it that way. Yeah, I think it's the most I can handle, you know? Some and, people can take it, you know, and handle it all, and it burns me down pretty quick. Well, it's really good that you listen to yourself on that. That's that's a good way to make things last, is to go like, oh, this is what feels good to me. I'm going to do this. Don't don't feel like you need to copy somebody else's. Um, but for the next two years, people can see you. Yeah. And uh, we'll be out there. Return of the Rat tour. It's getting fun. Is it theovon.com? Yep, theovon.com. Theovon.com. Yeah, it's been fun, man. You have any uh, where any big ones in the fall? No, I want to go see some more football games this this fall. So I'm going to make sure to schedule some stuff around that. That's the way to I do it. I want to go back to Neyland Stadium. Have you been there for UT? No, I've, I've been in Knoxville um, for a show. Yeah, for a show. And you go like, oh, I want to go to a. I want to go to like I I want to go to all the big, yeah. Like you know we went I, we got tours of a lot of places. I don't think I've, but I remember like Burr was like one of the first guys who he was like you know you're like you're doing a show in Tuscaloosa really. He's like yeah because the next day is a game. I was like oh that's fucking brilliant. Like he was scheduling shows around going to games. Makes perfect sense. Of course I was like yeah that's fantastic. I yeah. Want, I um I, there's a bunch of them I really want to go to. I hope I can do something like that. That'd be fun. Um, Dude, congrats on all your success, man. It's been exciting to just watch and, and just see you uh, kind of just cr- creating a model that uh, the rest of us are trying to, cr- you know, learn and live, not live up to, but, you know, it's like we're all learning from each other, like you said, you know, and it's really like a lot of us are having to become business people when we weren't business people. Yeah, but you, here's the thing is that we all just inherently are, like whether we label it that or not, we just are. You, yeah. You're just, a, you're an entrepreneur. Yes. The product is the comedy, and then you have to you you run the you run it like you're the manufacturer, 
you're the marketing guy. You're you're all the and then the and then you learn that like you've got to bring in talented people around you. you yeah, know? like they they help. But and I want to meet Danny next time too. No, oh, he's the shit. Is he? Yeah, people love him. My buddy just damn fucking loves him. He's hilarious, dude. God, you, he loves you guys him. together would be. I mean, you. <laughs> is he pretty chill or what's he docile or is he more? <laughs> <laughs> he is. Uh, he's a he's a he's a chill, fun dude. But he has he and, uh, and it's funny you bring him up because his mind also just goes places and his his um like analyzing a situation mm -hmm. is uh for me I go I mean I've seen him do it a hundred times and I'm like you are funnier than 99% of comedians that I've like, 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 yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, he's that level of, Oh, that's awesome. Witty, funny, very original. Like that's the thing. He yeah. doesn't remind you of like another guy. You're like, I, I fucking don't know anybody like you, like you. Um, hey, thanks dude. Same to you. Yeah. That's one thing. Yeah. I think as much as even going in LA and trying to be like other people, I remember trying to like take voice lessons to sound like people that were in sitcoms and yeah. things like that. And then eventually, Walking out of a podcast one day and being like, I just am just going to try and just be myself, you know? That's worked out. Yeah. Yeah. I think it works out for everybody. That's what I was trying to say, yeah. I think. It's like as much as it's like there's this push to take you away from yourself, like, you know, just do your best. It's hard to be ourselves sometimes. Yeah. But. That's true. But yeah, thank you so much, Tom. Hey, thank you for coming. Um, I know we both send our best to Bert. Hope, uh, oh. hope you recover. It's tough to see it. Yeah. Best of luck with everything, with the treatments. And um, God. Yeah. And there have been, I've been seeing, yeah, some, somebody sent me a couple gifts of what they're doing. It was just like yeah. some of his canals or whatever. It used to just be his limbs, but now it's it's up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, dude. And that's the floodplain on his fucking kidneys. <laughs> it's a lot. It is a lot. Um, thank you guys for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bert and Tom, Tom and Bert. One goes topless while the other wears a shirt. Tom tells stories and Bert's the machine. There's not a chance in hell that they'll keep it clean. Here's what we call Two Bears, One Cave. No scripts, a bit of booze, amateur fartology. Dirty jokes, raunchy humor, no apologies. Here's what we call Two Bears, One Cave. Thank you.